0: Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal. Please screenshot your review before you hit submit and send it to me via Facebook at Trim Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Trim Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today. He is the Executive Director of the National Veterans Small Business Coalition, Scott Jensen. How are you, Scott? I'm great. Thanks, Jamie. It's great to be with
1: you all tonight. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me on.
0: Oh, I'm so excited that you could talk a little bit about your organization and exactly all the wonderful things you guys do for veterans. So, for all the listeners that don't know about your organization And about you. Scott, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you decided to become the executive director of the National Veterans Small Business Coalition?
1: You bet. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a retired Marine. I'm a Marine veteran. I served 27 years and uh, flew helicopters and uh, did quite a few other things while I was in the service and enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, near the end of my career, I found myself working in the behavioral programs of the Marine Corps and some, some good things, some bad things, you know, dealing with the the issues of suicide and violence and and those types of things and positive recovery options. And from there, I realized that, uh, I really wanted to stay involved with, um, those who'd serve. I loved every minute of what I did. And the, the major reason for that was because of the people I served with in those 27 years. Uh, and I wanted to stay connected to them and be able to, uh, Give back to them and serve them in ways that that I you know could continue my service. So I I went into the nonprofit space, and then a couple of years after I retired in the nonprofit space, I opened a consulting company, and and I got certified as a service disabled veteran on small business. And along came the National Veteran Small Business Coalition, who was looking for an executive director who knew about nonprofits, was a veteran, and had their own small business, which is kind of a unicorn, really, if you think about, about that. And, and I was the unicorn that landed in the lap of the NBSBC when they were looking for a new executive director. So here yeah. I am.
0: I was going to say, you are a perfect fit for this. Like They really lucked out that you guys both found each other. So for all the listeners, can you let us know what is the National Veterans Small Business Coalition's mission?
1: Yeah, so um, we're a coalition of service-disabled, veteran-owned small businesses and veteran-owned small businesses who, uh, who focus in the federal marketplace, so doing contract work with the federal government. And uh, NVSBC prides ourselves in offering the training, networking, and advocacy that veteran-owned small businesses need to become what we call procurement-ready, to be able to get contracts with the federal government and then grow and sustain very strong businesses as a result. Um, and you know, that's it's a tough business, uh, federal contracting. So, you know, they, they need a lot of support to do that.
0: Now, what sets your organization apart from others? Just what I
1: said, the focus on the federal marketplace. Okay. So, so there are a lot of organizations that work with transitioning veterans. Uh, military folks and military families who are, who are getting ready to transition, want to become entrepreneurs, how to start a business, You know how to be successful in business, how to set that all up. What sets us apart is we exclusively focus on what do you do when you want to get access to the billions of dollars that the federal government gives to small business contractors. Um, not very many organizations do that, and not many in – that work with veterans do it at all. In fact, we're, we're one of the, f- the very, very few who do that. So, so that's what sets us apart. We have partners who do t- training and education and just entrepreneurial pursuits. But if you came to us and said, hey, I want to start a business and I'm not sure what I want to do. And if I want to be a barber or a baker or, or whatever, we'd say, well, let, let us introduce you to a partner. What sets us apart is when they come and say, we, we want to learn how to do federal contracting."
0: Oh, I love that. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming uh, Veteran Entrepreneur Training Symposium?
1: You bet. Vets, Veteran Entrepreneur Training Symposium. Uh, We're meeting in uh, November of this year in uh, Orlando, Florida, the 2nd through the 5th. It's our annual training symposium where we bring um, large groups of uh, not only the veteran-owned businesses, but federal agencies, Large government prime contractors who who can partner with some of these small businesses, um, vendors. You know the support structure that are out there, whether it's law firms or accounting firms. Uh, we all come together and we spend a couple days uh, working together to help solve uh, problems for veteran small businesses.
0: I think it's really interesting that it's a training for entrepreneurs, but you're also helping them networking too, just creating that network we are going to need to become successful. So it's really important. So what exactly does this like event look, if I'm a veteran, I'm a participant at this training? Yeah. What does it look like for me?
1: Yeah. You come into an organization, you know, Jamie, the nice thing about veterans is you never meet a stranger in a group of veterans, right? So you walk in the door of a vet symposium and you know it's just interesting to hear people who've attended these or their first time and they realize oh my god these are my people this is where i belong and and so you get to come in and you hear you know some really powerful keynote speakers uh, you see general sessions where we talk about you know the very high profile items that are Im- Im- impacting veteran small businesses and the small business community in general we put some very high visibility federal uh, employees and leaders on the stage and talk about the things that are influencing them. And then we do some breakout sessions as well, strategy sessions, where you can get a little more granular and learn and, and and attend specifics of where I'm at with my business right now. But I think the biggest thing that Vets offers is someone who walks through the door, and you you touched on it, is that connection to network the network. And, you know, all that comes with the implications of that network for these small businesses. And, and, you know, we can talk more about that if you'd like, because that's an important element really in in any business or job search or anything else. But this is a particularly unique area for the federal contracting space.
0: Now, how can someone sign up to go and when does your sign up end or... How many participants can you
1: have? Yeah, well, we we've, we're going to uh, max out at about 500. We still have uh, actually early bird registration that's going on right now. We're going to close out on October 1st. So, you, if you do it now and act now, you can get a discount. It's easy to get to www.nvsbc.org. It's right at the top banner there. You can click to the registration page. Look at um, look at the options and the opportunities there, and uh, or. You can call me or email me, Scott.jensen at NVSBC.org. I don't care. We want you to come. How you get there? I I I want to have you push against an open door. So if it's if it's conflicting, (laughs) you know, send me an email and I'll make sure you get connected.
0: All right. I know you also offer a training webinar. Can you tell me a little bit about it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. We call it the Charlie Mike series. You know how military people are, right? With the phonetic alphabet and everything. So So when you, uh, you know, and particularly right now, coming out of COVID, you know, the the whole idea of things were on a pause, really impacted small businesses, really impacted, it impacted everybody's business. But you know, when you're on a pause in, in, in a wartime environment or on a military operation, and you get the call over the radio that says Charlie Mike, that means continue mission, it means step up, get your gear on and keep going. And so we have a, a webinar series that we call the Charlie Mike webinar series, to uh, to help veterans continue their mission, to keep pushing and uh, and going on. And uh, we alternate these between and as connecting files between our vets conferences. And this is where you can really get into the tactics of being a veteran small business owner. We try to we try to spread it across and touch on um, various levels of business. So you might be just getting started and need to understand how to gain access to a to your first contract. Or you might be in the in the midlife of your of your growth of your company and have some more complex questions about how to grow into some of the sub- cybersecurity requirements that are out there as a federal contractor. Or you might be an old guy like me and say, you know what, it's time for me to sell my company. And I'm not quite sure how to go about doing that and how I how I even position myself to think about, you know, a merger acquisition, a sale. How do I go about doing that? You know, we try to be, layer it in there so that we can meet the needs of all of our members, regardless of where they're at in their mission. And so we're very proud of that webinar series. Uh, we started it this last year when we had to cancel our vets because of uh, COVID restrictions. Oh, and, and it was, yeah, wildly uh uh, positively received, and we're going to continue doing that because we saw the merits of of this virtual offering.
0: And that's fantastic. Now, now we've touched a little bit about the importance of networking. Just when you were talking about your upcoming um, symposium, but I know that you guys offer um, programs for networking and advocacy. Can you explain exactly why those two are also so important? Um, And not just, it's obvious you have very in-depth training programs, but kind of all three of these together.
1: Yeah, great question. So, you know, in my mind, training is great, but you can have all the training in the world if you don't act on that training, you're not going to be successful, right? And that's where networking comes in. And particularly when it comes to working with the federal government, there's this perception that it's this black box, right? That That how do I even look at this thing? I'm afraid of it. There's no people in there. It's, you know, and so what we try to really emphasize and give access to with our members and those, the veteran businesses that we interact with is there are people on the other side of the wall. There are people over there who will talk with you, who will help you find the opportunities. And you have to be willing to go in and have those conversations with them. You can't think of it as this, this black wall, this chasm that I just can't get across. So that's one element of networking. Um, another element is learning from others' mistakes, others' experiences, other successes. And again, going back to what I said about veterans, you walk into a group of veterans and it's like they're lifelong friends, and they want to share those experiences that they've had with the younger crew with an expectation that they pass it on when they, you know, and they make their success as well. So, you know learning from those that went ahead of them getting connected to the opportunities understanding where the opportunities are it's very hard to break into contracting space with the federal government and oftentimes that has to be done by either partnering or teaming or doing subcontracting work with another company or a large government prime you know a large you know one of the big companies and so you know every one of those things i just touched on turns you right back to one word, networking, knowing where the opportunities are, knowing how to do that, knowing who to talk to, gaining confidence in selling yourself and finding those opportunities. So so that's the networking element. You can do all the training in the world, but if you're not willing to exercise that networking and just stay at it and and grind into that and understand the strategies for it as well, you're going to really be challenged with being successful. The advocacy side of it, you know, small business owners and small businesses are a pawn in a huge game and no single company or individual, particularly small businesses, have a voice that represents the challenges that they're facing day in and day out. And when I say challenges, you know, I'm not talking about the big, whether they make their third quarter earnings and, you know, what their stockholders will mean. I'm talking about whether they're going to be able to make payroll the next month, you know, whether they're going to be able to pay the people that work for them, whether they're going to find themselves in a year out of business. And so they need organizations that represent them as a coalition. And that's, that's the importance of advocacy is bringing these groups together, bringing these small businesses together, understanding what their needs are bringing that message together and then representing that message, you know, to Capitol Hill, to federal leaders, to, uh, to you know, to other people who influence small business procurement um, options. So that's what we do. We put together those types of agendas. Um, I get calls every other week, if not weekly, from people who, hey, is this true? I need some help. Can you help me connect with someone? Is this, a, you know, are you guys focused on this? We're, we're worried about this. And we want to be able to say, yeah, we represent you. We represent you on the Hill with the Small Business Administration, with other federal agencies. Um, without organizations like NBSBC, they're just not going to have a voice and they'll be at risk.
0: Yeah, listening to you talk about this, I just, it, you really you know, hit the nail on the head here. You have to have all three of those components coming together. And you say, you're right, you can get all the training in the world. But if you don't have this networking and you don't have people, you know, advocacy of people like just teaming in this community to help you, it's so much harder, you know, to have success. So I'm really loving everything that you guys are. Well,
1: you know, Jamie, it's interesting to me is because we have great relationships with, uh, you know, I've just been around this last week meeting with um, congressional staff on the Hill Um, and also meeting with, you know, we have a really close relationship with the small business administration, wonderful people. And, you know, we, we oftentimes point fingers and say they're screwed up. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, here we go. Oftentimes they just don't understand what the issue is. And, you know, until you take someone and put them in front of them and say, Hey, would you listen to this person and understand how, you know, from their perspective, and so often that's the difference between a win or a loss is just, you know, closing the gaps on those understandings with, um, with leaders in D.C.
0: Absolutely. education's key. Educating other people yeah. on, you know, your shoes, having them have empathy about what you're going through. It's huge. And I, I love it. So talking a little bit about that and all these great things that you offer, I want to know if there is a veteran or veterans that you can think of that kind of stick out in your mind that have had great success um, in business after participating in your organization?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's exciting to be in my shoes because I meet folks that you, like you just described, you know, every every week if, and sometimes almost every day, you know, who who are um, struggling with, with a how-to question and went to vets. We, I have a couple of our board members even that, you know, they've been with us for 10 years, and they walked through the door of a VETS conference and somebody on the staff, a board member or, you know, an executive director sat down at the table, started talking to them. And that's what sparked their ability to grow their business was just the connections that they made. Hey, let me introduce you to this person, you know, let, oh, you know, let me reach out to, and, and help you uh, make a connection at the federal agency that you're trying to, to gain access to. Several of our members, you know, we have. There's a particular member that uh, that I work with, that I've worked with very recently, who was concerned about a, you know, a contract that was that looked like they were going to go away from a a service-disabled veteran-owned small business set aside, and and they they asked us to intervene, and we reached out, and you know, it turns out, honestly, at this point, it was it was a typical. A typing error in the system. It wasn't going away. But even that just put that that business person's uh, mind at ease that, oh, okay, we're still going to have access to this contract. It's not going away. But everything from very specific access to opportunities to just having um, a band of people that they could rely on, mentors and coaches that they could reach out to, to help them take the next steps. And, And in many cases, being specifically offered opportunities, that first sub-contract opportunity that gave them the ability to say, we've performed on contracts so they can get access to their own contracts eventually, oh, just dozens and dozens of uh, successes that, uh, that make us proud to do the work that we do.
0: Now, if I'm a veteran, I'm listening to this, and I, I'm like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. What does the process look like for this person to become part of your organization?
1: Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, again, they can go to our website and um, www.nvsbc.org. And there's a membership portal there. But you know, they can also reach reach out to us. There's a contact link on our website. And I mean it, they can email me scott.jensen at nvsbc.org. And ask what can I do? What do I need to do? And we will get them pointed in the right direction. I, I had a, uh, an active duty Navy member reach out to us today saying just that. What do I do? I'm thinking about getting into the government contracting space. The answer was, when are you available? Let's talk on the phone. Let's figure out what's next for you. You know, and I would say somebody like that, it might not be the first step with us. It might be that we hand them to a partner who helps them get their business, um, their entrepreneurial pursuits off the ground. And then they come back to us or, or it might be, you know, we'll get started with them right away and, and jump into our, our coalition and be ready to go. But the, the goal here is what I found when I started my small business and I, and I was stupid. I didn't look for an organization, you know, so I started Googling and I go, OK, how do I start a small business? How do I do this? There are so many resources out there, most of which are good. But how do you know? You know, how do you know who to trust? And we want to be that, that uh, trust factor that if you call Scott Jensen, if you call someone at MBSBC, that we're going to point you in the right direction. If we can't solve it, we'll point you to someone you can trust to solve it because our reputation's on the line for that. But um, very easy to get a hold of us. Um, we're very open and we would love to, you know, to have a conversation, even if somebody's thinking about it. That's what we're here for, to help educate and train and uh, help people get moving. And I would tell you, there's almost 50,000 veteran-owned businesses out there that do work with the federal government in some form or another. So it's not just about the new guys. It's about the people out there who might have a struggle and really need an organization where they might have, don't feel like their voice is being heard and they need an organization. All are welcome. Please, please come join us. So, you know, it's not just about the new guys. And, uh, and I'm learning more and more about the old team who is um, looking to move on and retire. And they want to hand their legacy off and do that, you know, and get some money out of their company and hand it off to a, a worthy veteran that will maintain their legacy that they can trust. So there's, there's all kinds of people out there who,
0: who can benefit from our organization. Now, since you've become executive director, is there anything that you've learned since you have started with this organization that has really surprised you? Mm. I think, you know, for me, I was one of,
1: the, one of the people that, oh, federal contracting, getting a contract with the government, it's a black box. You know, I think it's this military thing, right? It's the they, the bureaucracy, and this idea that there's nobody out there to help me, and that I have to figure it out myself, and that I have to fund it myself, and there's no resources for me, and there's nobody out there to help. You know, I had that same view of things. So I would say to, to me, getting started, that, that's one of the biggest things that there, there's this huge community of people out there that want to help and can help and can help you find the resources. No matter where you're at in your path on your, with your company, um, there's somebody out there to help and you don't, you don't have to do it on your own and you're doing a disservice by trying to do it on your own.
0: Absolutely. I love that even if you speak to someone and they're not a great fit um, for your organization, that you can show them another organization that would fit them as well. So you are helping everybody. And I absolutely love what you guys are doing. And I want to know, how can the listeners help your organization's mission?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, get the word out about us. I mean, you know, I, I hear oftentimes again from veteran small business owners you guys are the best kept secret out here. You know, where have you been uh, in my career? So, you know, anything that people can do is they listen to this podcast and just remember those letters, N-V-S-P-C. And if you run across someone who is trying to break into the space, is in this space, doesn't feel like they're represented or if they're being very successful and they could help us help our members or help younger people point them in our direction. If there are people who are, um, a, if it's appealing to them that support us. I mean, we're a nonprofit. We we would love to take any financial support that anybody is uh, willing to give us. We, um, you know, we'd love to have sponsors for our vets conference. We have lots of sponsorships available. We have uh, sponsorships for our Charlie Mike series. Um, we have a newsletter that we would. We'll work with people to help get them their visibility as well. But if they they want to invest. Their resources with us, you know, that's that's always welcome. I mean, I I'd be remiss as an executive director if I didn't uh, point point that element out. You know, and, and a lot of folks that are listening, I'm sure, are uh, resource providers of some type, service providers. Again, we can, you know, that they're, they're business people as well. We can help get them visibility, put them in front of companies who are potential customers. So, you know, we we realize that it's a you know it's a give and take, and uh, we'd love to have people come down to Orlando, Florida, and exhibit on our exhibit floor and, and sell to our participants as uh, as vendors and service
0: providers as well. Now you had mentioned, which is I think is very important for all organizations, is the education point of it. So if any of the listeners they want to share what you guys are doing, they want to follow all the amazing work that you're up to, and tell everyone they know and their whole network. What are your social media handles?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I probably beat our, our website to death www.mvsbc.org. But um, we do have a LinkedIn channel. Um, that's uh, the National Veteran Small Business Coalition. Veteran is not plural. So uh, there's no S on that. But, uh, and then our Twitter handle is nvsbc underscore vets, V-E-T-S.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for taking the time to tell us all about all the fantastic things that your organization offers for veterans. And it is so very important what you guys are doing. And again, thank you for your service. And thank you for everything that you do for our community. And thank you nurse, for tuning in to another episode of A Community of Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities, or check out our website, TrumanCharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.